Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Hello, Ed, Nathan, how's everybody doing? This really good right is now. my favorite podcast. It, yeah. it should be because I don't we, know how number what number this is. It's got to be like two forty. No. Oh. We've been doing it since hmm. January. That's what I'm saying. 40. So you know, yeah, we're in that we're range. We're close to forty. We're in that range, and it took us that many episodes to finally get a sponsor. We have a sponsor. We have a sponsor. And they brought food. They brought food. Mm-hmm. We are and uh, other stuff. Yes, we are eating. Uh, Vegan lasagna cups. Yep, it's good. It's really tasty they are for vegan. Amazing. I'm not. I'm not vegan myself, but these are tasty. Mm-hmm. They're very good. If all vegan, I'll just say this: I haven't eaten other vegan food. This is why I won't be eating the rest of the podcast. No, because uh, you can't keep talking. I like can't that. talk and eat, but yes. I do. Yes, I can. I am capable of it. Yes. So, tell them about our sponsor. Our sponsor is... Today's episode, sponsored by... Brought to you by our friend Michael Laidlaw. Who, uh, yeah, Michael yes, Laidlaw. Yes, thank you so much. Member of our church. He's a fine podcast, podcast listener. Podcast listener. And, uh, he and has owner a, of businesses. He has a business. Uh, good food, good fuel. He does uh, He does private cooking classes yep. and uh, catering and... He's a professional chef. Professional vegan chef. And from the sound of it, owns an oil conglomerate. So, nope. <laughs> what's the name? Good f- food, uh, good fuel. Good fuel. I didn't good get food. it. I didn't no get fuel. it there first. Okay, no, nope. that's not what I'm Fuel. Now no. I get it. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. Thanks to Michael. You can find Long him on time. Twitter and Facebook, and uh, he's also has this business. Yeah, Why don't so, you tell so him about this? Give him this camera, Joel. Yeah. Uh, this, by the way, uh, when he and his wife Tammy first came to our church 13 years ago, this was a part of the new uh, people's gift we gave out you know we now have a big old blue box of gifts this was what we gave out full of i think candy at the time we like candy it's a coffee mug it's for those who are just listening with the community christian logo on it i think our logo colors have changed yep. um but anyway they also have another business called everything's gone to pot <laughs> uh, there you go for That's people great. who like uh, puns and so yep. they take things that are not normally pots they turn them into pots, them into pots. they gave us a plant he told us what this is and it's called the plant <laughs> I cannot remember. You don't remember. I cannot remember. remember. It was something like UFO or something. Oh, kind that's of exactly what it. The UFO. I knew it had something to do with because they look like flying saucers. It has they do. To do with planets. I was trying to think. It's something with the. It's planets. a very unique looking plant. And uh, so I like it. It's good looking. Yeah. Plant. They so talk to talk to them. You find them online. I bet. Do they have no website? I see on here, but they do have Facebook and Instagram. Everything's gone to pot. There you go. Do they there also have Facebook and Instagram yes, there? Yes, they do. And Good Food, Good Fuel does. He's coming back to do stuff at the cancer center, he told us. That's just open back up for him. So, mm-hmm. anyway, thank you, Michael. Thank yes. you, Michael. Tammy. Excellent Love you food. guys. We are enjoying And anyone else, who, even if you don't want to sponsor, but yes. you just want to bring us food. Oh, yeah. So, so, like, you're on the opposite end of this, and you're not a vegan. You want, you're all about eating meat. You just want to we bring, also would like we will to bring we bring, bring us that. a slab of meat. Yeah. Vegetarians, we will try your food. Sure, mm-hmm. bring us whatever you got. We're, tofu. We're I've never personally had any tofu. Yeah, really? Never. Wow. Not a bite of it. We'll have to remedy that at some point. There you go. Okay, I'm all for it. So, as soon as I swallow, get this podcast going. <laughs> Is tofu a part of your? Isn't recipe? there tofu? Isn't tofu the stuff that's in the? Uh, in in the hot and sour soup, I was going to say that's where I get most of my tofu. It's the, it it's the big strips. I have had it in time. Yeah, I didn't know that little that white was. stuff. It's just mm-hmm. mystery things. Yeah, I thought that was tofu. <laughs> I am not a person. Has I think to I've know also had it in a burrito. I know all the places like Moe's and places Mo's like that places, have it. Yeah, I don't think maybe. I got one at Moe's, but I think I got it somewhere. Someone else had gotten one, and I was eating theirs. 
You know, other people have to know. Other thing that happens when people just hand it to me. People often people give you burritos that they've eaten. Yeah, they were eating. They're like, I don't really want the rest of this burrito. And people know Nathan will eat the rest of whatever you got. That's right. If you're if you're done, and so this was a person it by just, the nature of eating by the nature of eating tofu that probably tells me they weren't ready for the size of a oh, Mo's or Chipotle not. burrito, so they came with a giant tofu burrito. They're like football it's a Very yeah, fit are. person, you know. Yeah. They're a vegan. They're very very yes. fit person. They're okay. doing doing their best. The life. way Americans do burritos, yeah, oversized, <laughs> bigger than everything you ever. Well, that's thought what of. we do. Every I, I food item in exactly. the country is bigger than what we should eat. Yes. So, all right. Uh, we're going to jump right into it today because I have limited time. Yeah, Jason's Jason got has places to go and people to see. I do. So uh, we're going to get right into Sunday discussion. Sunday, Sunday. So Sunday, we heard from Lee Strobel, yep. great author, researcher, mm-hmm. uh, many other things, uh, yep. and talking about miracles. And mm-hmm. if you missed that service, you missed that really important part that we said was going to be a unique thing that you never mm-hmm. experienced before. We actually got to hear and witness a miracle take place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you missed that, make sure you go and, and so watch So I'll just that. say about that moment for yeah. anybody that, uh, and I heard this from people online because uh, mm-hmm. I was doing some commenting online. Yep. And uh, then I also was the host in person Sunday. And you could visibly hear people impacted by that moment. Absolutely. Yes. It was, uh, I couldn't visibly, I couldn't hear it online, of course, but remark, people remarked about it online. Mm-hmm. But it was mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. cool. Our own Steve Clark was watching online this week. One of our staff members, yeah. he was in an airport, and he was like, oh, yeah. wow. That was the first thing he said to me when he came in. I was like, tell me how I felt in the room when that happened. That was so cool. Yeah, it's very powerful. Yes, it was. So um, so Lee's uh, done lots of research on the uh, existence of miracles and how they are actually still happening today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just thought we'd start off with, what is your thoughts on that whole thing, the existence of miracles? I guess, I guess the, the question that mainly I, I was interested in is, and he asked this in his message was, have you ever experienced anything that you would consider to be miraculous? Uh, yes, I have had, well, okay. I, I'm a skeptic by nature mm-hmm. and, uh, having been then gone to school and learned and you have people telling you what the definition of a miracle is. I mm-hmm. have a very firm definition. So other people tell me, you know, I had to get somewhere really quick, and I prayed, and all the lights were green, and I'm yes. like, and they, you know, and I go, okay, yes, that was cool, yes, uh, but you know, so that doesn't fit my uh, seminary logic of what a, a miracle yeah, is. Me neither. Uh, but uh, I've had when he told the Ben Carson story, I mm-hmm. haven't had a dream like that, but I've had very many unexplainable things that all lined up in too many ways mm. for me to explain. I told somebody, somebody asked me this question this week, and I said, um, I don't remember where I heard this quote, but someone said in a book I was reading or in a talk I heard, it's interesting that when I pray, coincidences happen. Right. Yep. That has been the thing that in my life that has happened more than yep. than anything, that mm-hmm. I pray about some things, and then something happens that I go, that, that I could either call that a coincidence mm-hmm. or God is answering me right here. Yeah. And you guys know, I, I, I had, I've had three of those big ones. And I mean, for me, they generally had to be really big for me to take note of. I yeah. had lots of answer to prayer, but, mm-hmm. uh, on this topic, you know, we've talked about race recently and I knew going into this whole thing of praying for race, our staff had been reading some stuff. I wanted a black pastor that would help me. that would lead me along the way, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And he needed to be in Coweta County. And uh, the Sunday before all of that, I mean, we've been praying. I've been praying about this pretty yeah. earnestly. 
And um, two days before that very first message, I get a text from somebody that, uh, well, actually Facebook message. I get a Facebook message from somebody who the name was a name I re recognized from 43 years ago wow. as being somebody two, two years behind me in school. Mm. Uh, he had seen a Facebook thing that I offer for prayer on Facebook, but he said, you know, I know somebody looks like that, has the same name as that, but that guy ain't a pastor who lives in Mississippi. <laughs> and uh, I thought when I saw his name, I thought, I know a name like that, but that guy's in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And so I had been praying specific for a black pastor in our area, and this guy texts me and says, hey, is this so-and-so from Oklahoma, Mississippi? He says, is this Ed Martin from so oh, And he said his name from Oklahoma, Mississippi. He said, I'm a pastor. I, he is a black <laughs> man. And he said, I just moved to Sonoy. Isn't that amazing? And I was like, oh. wow. Mm -hmm. I thought, uh, it's a little too coincidental. It is. That 43 years. I mean, I literally, I mean, we were friends, but I hadn't thought about him nor had a word with him in 43 years. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even think I've told you guys this. Certainly not that big. But I had an interesting uh, uh, occasion a couple of weeks ago um, in our discipleship group um, that I'm in. Uh, we do, like we've told you before, we do rhythms every week of different uh, emphases. We emphasize things. And this week that I was on, I was supposed to be uh, focusing on my neighborhood. And um, one of the things that I decided to do last couple of weeks ago was to take a prayer walk around my neighborhood to pray for my neighbors. And um, so I'm walking down the street and I'm praying and I'm not even sure what to pray. And uh, so I, start, I just I just utter this prayer. I say, God, I, I want to see the kingdom come to my neighborhood. I want to see the kingdom come into each one of these homes, and I know that's what you want to. So if there's any way that I can help, I'm, a, I'm available. I, I, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And if you just show me what it is that you want me to do, I'll, I'll be your guy. Kept walking. Uh, I turn a corner, and I'm coming back towards my house, and behind me, uh, there had been a group of, uh, a couple of teenage girls running around after their dogs uh, in the, in the cul-de-sac where I live. And I hear screams. The, the moment I, right after I'd prayed that prayer, I turn around and one of the girls is lying in the middle of the street, screaming, holding her leg, mm. saying, it's broken, it's broken. Mm. I turn and, I, and I, I run, and not even thinking at the time, but later thinking, maybe that was the thing. Mm. So I run and, uh, and I go to help her. She's obviously, she thinks her ankle is broken. She can't move it. She's just screaming in pain. So I, I sit and the other friend had gone in to get her parents, but they were not coming out. And so I just sat with her for a while, held onto her ankle just to keep it immobilized and waited for her dad to get there. He got there uh, and he needed, come to find out, he, he couldn't get her up the driveway into the car. So I wound up carrying him with him, me and him carrying his daughter uh, to the car to, so that she could go to the hospital and get her ankle checked out. And as I was walking home, I, I, got, I got home and my wife said, so how'd your little prayer walk go? I was like, you know, it was interesting. Uh, <laughs> and I prayed this little prayer and I don't know if that's the thing. I don't know if it's sure. going to start a relationship between me and my neighbor, but it was a very, like I said, one of those coincidences that yeah. I don't think just happened. Yep. I just yeah. happened to be in the right place at the right time while I was praying, God used me to help somebody. And there it was. And well, and so. I think God designs our brains in such a way, you know, for especially those of us who are very rational. And I heard somebody say this. I can't remember where, but as we always say, I just attribute anything I can't remember to Dallas Willard. And it sounds like something he would say sure. of God designs us in such a way that anything he interacts with can be explained away as coincidence. 
because he because by the nature of free will he allows us to be governed by that which we want to be governed by. Yep. Yeah. So if I want to believe if I really do at the core of me want to believe that there isn't a God and that he would never interact or that there is a God, but he never interacts with his creation, his mm-hmm. creation. He, he set up the natural processes and he walked away. He just let everything happen. Mm-hmm. Then that's the way I'm going to view everything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to view everything that way. But, and this I believe should be the way that believers interact because we know that God did interact with the world Absolutely. in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that afterwards he continued to work through his apostles and through the early church, that God is still very much involved in the aspect of his mm-hmm. creation. And so when I hear these things, there should, I, I can interact with those things and say, wow, look at this thing, whether it's necessarily, cause I wouldn't attribute everything to, I wouldn't go to that and go, God broke that little girl's no, ankle or of course did not. something. But that's the, the danger we get into where we want to attribute things. to yeah. God. But what I always know is God was at work in Jason yeah. in praying that prayer in praying mm-hmm. that prayer and mm-hmm. opening his eyes to it. God's at work in those things. And so I think the, the, the quote you mentioned, I believe is William Temple. Okay. He's the one who says, when I pray, coincidences happen. Yeah. When I don't, they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, and I know people who go, "Well, you're looking for them." Well, then either way, it doesn't matter, That's right? Because what Jesus invites us to is a lifestyle where I'm looking for God at work. And if I'm looking for God at work, suddenly what I realize is He's always been at work. It isn't like when I prayed it, God was like, "Well, oh, now I got to get off the lazy boy and go do something," because Jason mm-hmm. asked me to. God's been at work. Yes. God's been doing these things, yes. and suddenly there's a way that I now. Yeah, when I open myself up in prayer and tell him what I'm, there's a kingdom alignment. When Jesus says, anything you ask in my name, yes, he means in my spirit, in the way. Right. The reason Jesus had so many things happening is he was perfectly in line with the Father at every moment. He said, mm-hmm. I don't do anything the Father isn't already doing. Yeah. My problem is I'm often asking for stuff that I want God to do. I'm asking in that my That God's name. like, man, I. I'm doing stuff, and if you want to, if you want to do what I'm doing, mm-hmm. the door's open. In the moment you say to God, "Hey, I want the kingdom come. I want, mm-hmm. I want to help this racial reconciliation thing. I want mm-hmm. to get in that kind of way." God's like, "Okay, there's a person that's willing. Let me, let me yeah. show them a little bit." Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's funny too. You know, you even talk about kind of more. I would, I don't, I don't want to use the word basic, but kind of more common day things that we deal with. I've often heard people say like, don't pray for patience because then God's <laughs> going to put you in situations where you're going to need to be patient. One, if you're praying for patience, that probably means you're the kind of person who is constantly in situations because yeah. you don't pray for something that you feel like I, I have no use well, for that. Everybody <laughs> in this world is constantly in a situation. They need patience. Right. That's there is I mean. no place, no person that doesn't have to have that. You're praying for it because you think you need it Two, If it's something God wants you to have, it's not a terrible terrible thing that God does. Finally, I can inflict this upon you. I've been waiting. What God is actually saying is I've been wanting to Mm -hmm. give you patience. You haven't asked for it. And by the nature of a conversational relationship, a loving person doesn't go, Hey, I know you need this, right? You go to your, like, I even think like adult children, not small children. There are things that eventually with really small children, you go, you got to have this, whether you want it or not. (laughs) But with adult children, you may go, Hey, I know that your life would be better if you would let me help you with this, right? Maybe mm-hmm. I can step in and kind of give you a gift to help you. But a loving parent enters in and goes, hey, I'm willing to give this to you. Just let me know if you want it. Mm-hmm. Let me know if you want it. And often as parents, we do things that we think of as loving, but it's not loving when I come in and go, hey, I know this is better for you. Whether you want it or not, I'm going to force this upon you. Well, that's not what love does. Love doesn't control. And so God, by his nature, there are, we know there are things God wants for me that I don't want for me. 
Yeah. In prayer, it's a way of me saying to God, hey, this thing you've always wanted, you've wanted to mm-hmm. use me in my neighborhood, you've wanted to use me to, to be a part of racial reconciliation and justice and you know, all these kind of things, God suddenly goes, thank you. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I've been waiting for you to, to be open to this. Yes. Um, and that's the part when you get to, like you said, in my name, it's not about just attaching Jesus's name to your list no. of wants. No. It's about saying I'm living in his name and, and, and trying to represent him in this world. Yeah. So. And one of the things back to the book, or you know that Lee Strobel wrote, one of the things I'll, have I'll, you read the book? I haven't, I have not read the book, but I've heard him talk on it about, 20 times yeah, <laughs> it seems yeah. like i've listened to his talk so many and he's brought out so many things i feel like i've read the entire thing um one of the things he he points out is that um you know we we often think that miracles aren't very uh very common in mm-hmm. our day but then he goes through and says now here's what we know that people are reporting around the globe right. and he gives just the, the sheer numbers of people who are saying this was a supernatural thing and he said so he said, if you're a skeptical type of person, like I am as well, you said you were just to it. He says, if you're a skeptical person, he said, let's just say you just toss out all of them. You know, he said, but he, he said, what, what you're doing, he says, even if there were one of them were true, he said, even if one were true, then it, it totally shatters your theory that the supernatural That's is impossible. Exactly right. He said, so if we've got 100 million miracles reported around, yeah. he said, what are the chances that every single one of them are right. just wrong? Right. right. You know, and, and well, you, yeah, go ahead. You and I both know people that work in foreign, mm. and where it really started mm, yes. cracking my theology is I know people that work in situations that were more like uh, biblical times where they're preliterate or they don't have a written language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the amount of miraculous things they tend to see yes. is greatly increased. And because I know them personally, and I know going into those situations, <laughs> they had the same theology that I did. Mm-hmm. They weren't these people that were trying, again, like Lee said Sunday, to uh, uh, get somebody to send in money. Mm-hmm. They weren't report. Mm-hmm. They weren't trying to say, "Oh, I can heal your bad back." And, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they were people that were skeptical themselves. They've told me so many things that are unexplainable yep. that I go, "Okay." So, and then I had to get to, well, if it happens there. It probably doesn't happen here because we don't ask as much because we mm-hmm. take care of so many of our needs on our own, on our own, yep. that we aren't very dependent on yep. God. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that uh, we've all witnessed recently is that in certain parts of our world where the gospel is starting to break through mm-hmm. in places where, you know, Christianity is the minority, there are people reporting being seeing uh, visions oh, of Jesus yeah. being yeah. being you know Jesus speaking directly to them and they are being converted with no outside influence In whatsoever. fact, when you hear and you all three of us have heard these and probably some of you have as well it doesn't take much to find these accounts now mm-hmm. lots of muslims mm-hmm. are having road to damascus experiences yes. much like paul's yes uh, that uh, they're open they they're just serving god they're serving in the wrong direction and god goes hey here i am tell your heart's good mm-hmm. here here's jesus mm-hmm. and they're converted and everything well, changes. And, and one of the things that i've heard because i've i've heard several of people who have had these experiences who've gone on to be preachers and missionaries who speak about it one thing they point to is the fact that that is how in the Islamic faith, that is how they expect to be communicated yes. yes. by God. So there's this expectation of God is going to reveal himself to me through a dream or a vision mm-hmm. or something like this. And so Jesus, because they are, one, once again, 
They are asking for it. Now, they are not asking in Jesus' name, but they are asking mm-hmm. They are asking for God mm-hmm. to reveal himself to them. And Jesus goes, hey, much like he did throughout the Bible, you've been looking for God over here. I'm over here. Over here. Right? That's basically what he says to Paul. He comes yeah. to Paul and says, you've been persecuting me because you didn't think I was God. You were thought you were working on the behalf of God. Turns out I was God the whole time yeah. and you mm-hmm. missed it. And so to go into that, not that suddenly all of us will see dreams and visions, but going back to the thing you said before of when I pray and I'm open to it, that's the thing I frequently tell because I talk often with people about kind of praying for their their friends who are un, uh, unconnected to Jesus and people that they would say, man, there's no chance with this person. I said, when you pray, mm. the next thing you have to do is expect something is going, going to happen. Because the moment you don't expect it, I mean, and it is almost like the uh, the kind of thing that's become very cliche where people talk about the man who's stranded at sea and he says, I prayed that yeah. you, God would rescue me and a boat came and he didn't. He said, no, I'm waiting on God. And then a helicopter came. It's because you weren't expecting God to. You were maybe you were expecting one specific. Well, thing. you had an idea of what you thought yeah, the answer you, yeah. was going to be. Right, and yeah. so you know, I know that's cliche, and all of us have heard that before. Yeah. But I think that's so true to the way we view the world, which is if I truly am open to, and I think Christians need this just as much as Muslims, that maybe my picture of Jesus isn't as complete as it isn't should that be. True. Mm-hmm. That I would be open to. Maybe maybe the God that has revealed himself in Jesus, I still haven't seen that full revelation yet. So there are going to be things that are just going to, mm-hmm. I mean, shock me and surprise me. And that sometimes I also will be walking this direction and go, whoa, Jesus was actually over here. Yep. I knew his name and I knew things about him, but Jesus was actually over here and I just missed that it. That certainly has been my life. And yeah. I would say I think the whole thing of how you expect to be communicated with People have said to me, I, I wish this God would speak to me. And honestly, I've never, this is not a joke. It sounds like a joke. I've always said, God knows I wouldn't accept it if I heard a right. disembodied <laughs> right. voice. I would, I mean, I just know too much about how the mind works. I would think, oh my gosh, I'm going crazy. I, I'm, I've suddenly become schizophrenic. Yeah. I need to get to a doctor. Yes. Or I, I can't trust my own thoughts mm-hmm. anymore. I would not buy that because I, I've eliminated that in my rational mm-hmm. way of thinking. It was mm-hmm. a way that I would, I, I just. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would throw me to a different place. Well, yeah. and like you said, it, it isn't it isn't as helpful as in places where it's the gospel is first breaking through because uh, it, that that can easily become the whole of the gospel for some people is this idea of praying for miracles and mm-hmm. praying for, and I'm going to, I'm going to, that's really the whole of what Jesus is trying to do is to heal people. Not that Jesus mm-hmm. obviously is at the work of healing physically as well as all sure. these other things. But it very easily, especially in a society where I become more rational about mm-hmm. everything, I want to systematize it and go, yeah. I got to say these words because that's where rationality, as great as it is, we in the West, and the, some people may not like this, we have overemphasized rationality. Rationality can take me some of the way. It's not the full spectrum of what God is doing. Mm-hmm. And so when I take it, part of what rationality does is, well, then the best way to, because and this is rational. Once I know it, the best thing to do is to systematize it. I yep. got to figure out the exact yep. words to say. I got to figure mm-hmm. out how often do I got to say. And then what we've done is we've crept into idolatry yes, because we've, we've made, made our them, system. Our system is the idol. And, the, and, and it's that old phrase of now I want the healing more than I want the healer. Well, and sure. And so now I'm not even wanting God. Right. Yes. Cause, and I, I've seen, you know, I've watched this and cause we have some people on our staff that became Christians in very charismatic experiences where they saw a lot of things healing wise mm-hmm. that I haven't seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were genuine. They yeah. weren't, they weren't yes. phony, but after a while it doesn't 
work the way you always think it's going to work and you begin to lose your faith because your faith was in what God was giving you. And so I think in what you said of God's God is always challenging us to move. Hey, I'm not everything you thought you thought you knew my name. You knew it was like this. You had it all figured out. And then that doesn't work for you all. And Mm -hmm. so you have to be open to God's going to, God's going to move me. And God is very good at communicating to us if we're willing to listen. He He's the ultimate communicator. He doesn't need words. He doesn't need dreams. He doesn't need, mm-hmm. he can use every form if we are willing to hear from him. Well, and I think what you just mentioned there, that ultimately is when people get down to of like, who are the Pharisees in our society? You know, is it the really <laughs> church people? Is it the really this? The truth is the people, the people ultimately who get very, pharisaical are people who think they have God figured out, mm-hmm. whether it's somebody who's very much on the atheist side and go, well, I figured out there is no God. Well, that's a Pharisee type position or a Christian who has overemphasized their mm-hmm. religion and thinks I've systematized it. Cause the truth is Jesus one was hanging out with a lot of Pharisees all the time. A lot of people, a lot of scholars believe that Jesus probably belonged to a sect of that's Jewish right. religion that was very more close to the Pharisees than anything else. It's not that Pharisees by themselves were inherently evil people. In fact, we know Nicodemus was m- com- comes into the Christian. Paul's a Pharisee. Right, all these people. It's not necessarily, but what comes out of it is, it wasn't that they were just evil and just hated Jesus. They were convinced, I know how God works. Yeah. I know what God does. Because people say, well, how did they see the healings and do it? They saw the healings and said, that's not how that's God not works. God. God doesn't heal on <clears throat> the yeah. Sabbath. So if he's healing on the Sabbath, mm-hmm. it's not from God. Right. And I come up with this picture in my head of this is what God does that isn't based on all the things God said, you know, with healing on the Sabbath, of caring for widows and orphans and mm-hmm. all the things God had already said about himself. And when we get to a place on either side of that where the miracle becomes my God or the system becomes my God or even among Christians, this really anti-supernatural that I believe in God and I want to be a part of that, but God doesn't really work in the world. So all mm. miracles are phony. Mm. Even among Christians, I have conversations with, with oh, believers oh, yeah. who just yeah. all of that is phony. None of it is yeah. real. That also is a, a Pharisee type position. And we yeah. have to just be open yeah. to God never goes counter to his nature. Sure. Um, but he, but as he said, I think it's Isaiah, right? I'm doing a new thing. Mm-hmm. He's constantly in the process yeah. of. We're probably so. about to get to your time. Yeah, yeah we're getting there. Um, I was going to say, if you're uh, interested in what we saw on Sunday and that you want more of that, for, of course, reading Lee's book is yeah. a place to start, The Case for Miracles. I would also say if you're in a small group, uh, you're going to see part of the uh, talk that was left out uh, yeah. on Sunday. Is and it the part where he tells the story that he says is the the yeah the, the woman the woman that he there's said. an actual interview with the woman ah, who very experienced cool the miracle. We just didn't have time for that's him right. Today. So you're going to see that in small group this week. Uh, are we putting it on social media too? I heard Joel we says might we are putting it on. We social are going to be putting well, it on so. social media. So look at all our watch our but channels. It's better in a small group. It is because you can talk so about get it. in a small group. If so, you're not. but you'll get to see extra bonus footage yes. from Sunday that you missed. And uh, also, I thought it'd be good to bring this up because we talked about it a little last week. If you're of that mind and you're you're questioning all of this stuff about miracles, Nathan's doing Alpha course. Yeah. Alpha up. started, but yeah. you can jump in Alpha anytime. Yeah, jump in yes. at any point. We had our, our first meeting on uh, Sunday night, and it was uh, it was really really good. Uh, I'm not leading it. I'm a part. Of, I'm just the tech guy. But the uh, the the people are running. They did awesome. It was a great experience. And towards the end, it's not at the beginning. So if you haven't jumped in, come in, you'll get it. There's a, uh, there's a topic on does God heal today? And, um, 
it's it's really powerful and uh you know cool. god does cool stuff in the middle of it all so. right so we'll put that again in the description yeah so if you want to sign up for alpha you can jump on there and do that uh and then for those of you uh who've been around here for a while uh there was a series we did several a couple years ago uh that probably been one of our most popular series ever it was called imagine heaven and uh, for those of you that remember that this coming sunday we're going to be hearing from the author of that book in our service yes so, and it's a really good powerful yeah, yeah yes it's really good yes. lots of interviews in this one as yeah. well yes and there there are uh, goosebumpy moments there are in, in that kind of there if are. you like that kind of thing and for those of you too rational there's good head stuff too. That's right. Yeah. There is. <laughs> so, and if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's a guy that uh, has done some research on near death experiences and what we have learned about the the afterlife from those experiences. So, if you want to know more about that, that's going to be this Sunday coming up. So, don't miss the experience. We'll have it both online and in person. In person, online, everywhere. Everywhere. So, all right. Sorry, so short this week, but maybe that's better. Send us questions. Send, yeah, us some questions. send us some questions. And, uh, Any question will do. And I'm going to finish and my lasagna cup. Don't forget about Michael's two things. That's We're going right. to post good it fuel, where you food, can get good fuel. Good right. food, food, good fuel, and, and Ed can't everything's say it. gone to pot. Well, there that's that's an appropriate this thing right to say here. on our podcast. So most right. particularly in 2020, yes, everything's sir. gone to pot. All right, so y'all have a good week. We will see you next time. Bye.